everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the entire United States of America. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They do home, auto, and workers comp, and they're the official sponsor of the show, so check them out. Awesome. Housekeeping matter too, before we get this train rolling. This podcast is available just about anywhere you can get a podcast. That's iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's TuneIn. We even throw these things up on YouTube if you'd rather watch than listen. But no matter how you watch the show, give it some love. Give it that like. Give it that comment. Give it that five-star review on iTunes. Get yourself a time machine. Go back in time. Find young Kate. Find young Vinny. Encourage them to do the podcast earlier so you can have even more episodes. I love that idea idea so much. But also, if you have a time machine, there are, there's a lot other things you could probably, I'm thinking about killing Hitler, you know, the the old (laughs) tried through. Just throwing it out there. If you have I'm a time machine, just trying to come up with something that like maybe wouldn't disrupt the space-time continuum. Like you know, like if you do that, you come back. You're in a world that's just completely bonkers. Like you know, changes everywhere. If we started doing this podcast like a year earlier, in the grand scheme of the universe, nothing will have changed. You know? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I'm not going to encourage people to not kill Hitler. That's and I'm not saying, saying that if you don't have the, if you have the opportunity to go back and kill Hitler, do it. You know, like I'm, <laughs> why not? But, but I'm just saying, like for for some low hanging fruit, more <laughs> episodes of this show would not hurt anybody. That's all I'm saying. Hundred percent correct. Hundred percent correct. So with correct. all of that out of the way, oh our awesome God. guest today from the Somerset County Business Partnership is Len Harris. Len, say hi, and for the sake of the audience that's not watching this on YouTube, let them hear your voice. Oh, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Nice to meet everybody. Great to be on the line with you, Kate and Vinny. You guys are rock stars. So I'm I'm really, really honored to be here. It's my honor, believe me. Oh, this is very cool. Thank you. Thanks for the invite. No, we're so happy you're here. All right. Today's icebreaker is what are you currently binging? It can be books, movies, TV, food. Um... I'm happy to start, Go ahead. but if one of you, oh, okay, well, the reason I said Hitler is because I've been binging Man in the High Castle lately. This is an old show. It's been out maybe, I don't know, almost 10 years, I think. It started in 2015, um, and it's on Prime, and it's an alternate history. So if Germany and Japan had won World War II, and they had split the United States at the, the Rocky Mountains, and Germany got everything east, and Japan got everything to the west, what would life be like? And wow. it is fascinating. It's great. It's a great story. Are the story. Rocky Mountains really like the halfway point? Did somebody get no. shot? No, actually, the halfway point is kind of Minnesota. Minnesota yeah, down to Louisiana, the Mississippi River. Yeah. True. But yeah. Um, I guess the Rockies are a lot harder to climb over. So they just were like, ah, we're, gonna, we're just going to let that neutral zone there. <laughs> so who got the smaller side, Japan? Totally, Japan got it, yeah. That's incredible. Uh, who decided great. that? <laughs> the story is great because you've got a resistance movement, obviously, but the story is set in 1962. So like wow. 20 years after the, the, the war began and a lot of the people who are the main players were children or not even alive when the war was happening and uh, and so they have all kinds of feelings or 
neutrality about the world. Like a lot of them, it's the only world that they've ever known. Mm. Um, and in this world, Japan does not have the same kind of technology that Germany has. And Hitler's an old man now. And there are all these people kind of conspiring around him. And he is, I can't even believe I'm saying this, he is keeping the peace, Hitler is. Because a lot of the people who want to kill him and take that top spot, they want to start a war with Japan and just take the whole United States plus pieces of Asia and like just world domination basically. And Hitler is the one who's like, guys, guys, life is good. Life is good. Let's just... This right? is kind of like a, a revelation story, <laughs> kind of like like the Antichrist, <laughs> you know? It's so it's bananas, but it's a great uh, story. It's really well written. The acting is good. It's good stuff. I recommend it. Wow. It weirdly reminds me, like, I, I was in the movie theater a decade ago watching the, the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street, and um, <laughs> it, traditionally, like pre this remake, Freddy was a child murderer and a child molester and all that. And they, the parents killed him because, like, he got off on some technicality in the courts. So when they remade the movie, they 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 made it like he was framed, and he didn't really do those things. Mm. And so I, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I I just can't be sympathetic to Freddy Krueger, you know? Like, it, and and to be honest, by the end of the movie, you realize he wasn't actually framed. And I was like, okay. But they spent like most of the movie trying to make me feel bad for this guy, and it, it sounds like the same thing, like. Like, maybe we're supposed to be sympathetic towards Hitler in this? I, I don't know. Right. I don't know that I can, I can, I don't know that I can do that. No, <laughs> you, you totally can. force myself from, like, you know, yeah. And they're not really asking you to as viewers. Okay. They're just, they're just p painting such a crazy alternate history that it, it's just fascinating. It's been, uh, wow. I'm only at the beginning of season two, and it's great, I would just wow. say. So you mentioned oh. that um, Germany has the better technology in that little like yeah. world. Um, I remember somebody told me once that after um, the bomb dropped in Japan, um, they had to rebuild their infrastructure in a way that, you know, like we've kind of like patched things, you know, like uh, you know, put oh, like a little bit of duct tape yeah. here. a little, And whereas they got to start over at yeah. a later mm. point. And as a result, their technology has kind of outpaced ours. You know, wow. it'd be interesting, you know, in this world where they didn't lose, you know, that conflict. That's you know, that fascinating. Their technology is, and I don't know if that plays into it at all or if they just it, maybe like. There is a competition certainly between Germany and Japan and Germany is winning for sure in terms of the technology. Mm -hmm. But when I was in Japan, I went to see the Imperial Palace. And because we, the United States, like bombed it to the ground during the war, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They had to rebuild in like the, the 50s and 60s with no money. I mean, they were starting from scratch, really. And when I tell you that the Imperial Palace is n not what I, it's underwhelming in the extreme. I was thinking Buckingham wow. Palace. It looks wow. a little bit like the Brady Bunch house. Like it's not. Wow. Really? It's not impressive because they, they have 11 people living in that house. I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There, sorry. Wait, was it, no, it was nine because I'm picturing the, the, the yeah. grid. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Nine, well, right, Alice, right. Alice had was Alice the middle of the grid? Oh, damn, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm okay. sorry. Len, what have you really? Len, what are you binging? What are you binging? We're about to get re binging into the handmaids. Um, oh. yeah. Handmaids was, the, I think, their first their first episode of the fourth season, fifth season is, was two weeks ago. Yeah. So we're getting caught up there. 
we're really excited to hear that they got a sixth season, but that's going to be their last season. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that whole story comes together. Um, I know how I want it to end, but it's going to be really, really fascinating to see how the writers close that series. It's, it's going to be nuts. But how, how are off good. book are they at this point? Yeah, they've got to be totally off book, right? Right. Yeah, like, with, I, I figured when they started this, maybe the book would be like a season, maybe like two, three seasons max. And now we're talking, and, and I know there's a sequel, but the sequel wouldn't have Elizabeth Moss's character. So, right. um, yeah, they are, I, I can't tell you how off the, the book they are. Um, but what I can say is I, I'm really interested to see after two year, after a two year hiatus, because really they took off during the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So they had a good time to be able to see what the ratings were leading up to that point. And if they're going to make any changes to the storyline, now is the time. Yep. So that's why I'm really excited that they they may take us in a direction that I just don't expect. And, you know, maybe the main character decides to go, you know, completely ape style and like mow everybody down and let's bring this back to normality. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but um yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a timely release as well of yeah. The Handmaid's, oh so it's, it's going to be really cool. 100%. Really, really cool. I actually have never watched that show because I read the book, and I just, when I put the book down, I was literally traumatized. I was like, I can't, I can't with this right now. And then, like yeah. an idiot, I turned the page, and I read, like, the author's note, and apparently she didn't make up any of it. Like, she looked at cultures around the world and just... Like every horrible thing that happens, she yeah. pulls from some culture in, in the world that actually does that or did that. And I, I, mean, I couldn't, yeah. yeah, so. I think this is like my, my own like weird history lesson, you know, kind of if you don't learn from history, you're doomed to repeat yeah. it. So that's why I'm kind of really forcing myself to get into this. Uh, and I probably should pick up the book, honestly, just because my wife is big with that. She, she's huge with read the book first, then she'll watch the movie and be disappointed because it, you know. <laughs> You can't really add as much context to a music, you know, to a movie that you got to fit within a two-hour time span. So, but yeah, it's it's going to be really, really interesting to see how they wrap that story up. Yeah. So, would you recommend it? As uh, someone who is traumatized by the book, should I watch it? No. How much original content does Hulu really have? You know, like yeah, I oh, just watched the thing. <laughs> That's amazing. You're saying no. I'm gonna take you at your word. I'm not watching. I know. It. Yeah. No. I mean, I just. I don't know. It's dystopian enough. The whole concept yeah. of it is dystopian enough. Totally. Um, and it probably was enough that you read the book and, and really got that, you know, um, and to know that it is based on, on history, right? Uh, that, that these things to many degrees happened in other parts of the world. So I don't know, it is kind of depressing in that regard. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, like any binge watcher, you get into season two and it's like, well, I'm already, I'm already invested. So I might as well finish right. the deal here. Right. <laughs> Just watch the whole thing. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Plus, I mean, at this point you're saying next season is the last season anyway. Right. So like you might, if, if you've waited five years to get into it now, might as well wait one more, watch the whole thing. Like Vinny, I'll, I'll tell you though, I went seven full seasons of watching Dexter. I loved that series. Did not watch the last season mainly uh, because you say I the last season, you're talking about like season eight of the original show or the revival thing season eight of the original oh, yeah you gotta watch 
that. I know. We're going back and we're going to – because now <laughs> – so we, we did go back and watch season eight because we watched the revival. So we were like, all right, we've got to, we, we've got to close the rest of the story before we go on to the next – yeah. We didn't watch that show, but everybody on Earth was, like, mad about that last episode, I think. And so, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. They didn't want I, him to uh, die. Like, they didn't want him to go away. They, they liked, I think, uh, like with any good writer of a movie, um, it, it, you were made to fall in love with that main character. Um, and even more so in a, in a character like Dexter, right? He's, he's not doing the legal thing. He's running around and being a vigilante. Yeah. But you really appreciated what he was doing. He was taking bad people off of the earth. So it was, you know, like a love hate thing. You know, it was, it was, it was tough. I, <laughs> it was tough for people. How was the revival? Cause I, I watched all eight seasons of the other show. I actually bought the revival. Haven't gotten around to watching it yet. So I enjoyed it. I definitely recommend it. If you are, if you're a Dexter fan, if you're a Michael C. Hall fan you know he does he's just a great actor um i, I think the way I, without giving you any details on it it left me wanting more let's let's put it that way i i that the last episode of that show was like and i wish i i you know maybe a little bit of why me wanting the old dexter back maybe that was it but yeah it left me wanting more for sure. I remember back in the day, um, I had recommended that show to everybody. I was like, yeah, you oh, got to yeah. check this show out. It's phenomenal. And so I told my brother, you got to go out and watch the show Dexter. And maybe a few months later, he remembered, oh, yeah, Vinny told me I should go watch that show Dexter. So he puts it on. And I get a, a response from him. He's like, yeah, I, I binged through a bunch of these. And I, I don't understand why you'd want me to watch this. This is so weird. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's it's a great show. I mean, it's phenomenal. I mean, you got to be yeah. into scary stuff. And he's like, wait, this was a cartoon, though. He had watched Dexter's no. Laboratory. No. And- <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, that's 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 like a kids show. That's a totally different thing. You know? so. No. <laughs> like, why are you making me watch a kids show? Dexter's <laughs> Laboratory. That's yeah. amazing. That's great. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Len, um, tell us what you do at the Somerset County Business Partnership. Oh, no. Yeah, thanks again for having me. Um, I'm the Vice President of Business Services here at the, at the partnership. Uh, my main goal is to bring on more members to fill our events uh, with great people who want to network, who want to grow relationships. Uh, I also am responsible for member retention, so figuring out ways that we do our jobs better, um, putting on better events, making, you know, creating more relationships for people, and then working with some of our larger sponsors who support uh, some of the big events and, and the ongoing events that, that we do here as well. So, and then I also do anything that my CEO just doesn't want to do. He tosses over the fence and I handle it. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. You do such great events too. You have a lot of uh, variety, I think. Can you talk a little bit about the variety? Oh, yeah. No, thanks for that. And that's honestly a big reason why I came here is exactly that. We we have 10 special interest groups that are members only groups from women in business to minority business leaders, emerging leaders. So our young pros who are, you know, sub 40 years old, uh, an HR roundtable, a nonprofit group. So, you know, that variety really speaks to the variety of member that we have through the partnership. We have 850 members across the board you know, as large as Verizon and as small as a pizzeria, 
uh, and all of them have different needs. So, you know, to have a, a variety of, vet, of events that help support those members, it's a good thing for us to do. So, um, yeah, it's not just about the big gala, or the golf outing, or, you know, you know, all these great events that, that, that are big, we've got to kind of get tactical too. So that's why we have the variety of events that we do. That's fantastic. I think it speaks to um, the loyalty of your members because in order to have special interest groups like that, you need volunteers to help with them. And I have to assume that in order to be able to manage 10 of them, you've got great volunteers. Staff can't do everything, sadly. Staff, you know, we try. You're <laughs> we right. Can't. We can't. That's a great point. We're, we are shoestringed uh, in terms of, you know, staff. We have seven staff members here half of whom are really devoted to the tourism side of our, of our, of, of the chamber. Um, so to your point, Kate, we have volunteers who are part of the leadership. We, we kind of consider them to be an extension of the leadership with guardrails. Um, you know, we obviously put them in a position so that they can have a platform for themselves selfishly. We want to give them that exposure, but selfishly for us, yeah, it's kind of divide and conquer. We need the support. Um, so we're happy to have those who are involved with us because we, we couldn't do it without them. Absolutely. Yeah. Talk a little bit about the tourism side, because when people think of Jersey and tourism, I think that they mostly think about the shore. But you guys have a really robust tourism department. And I know that you've got beautiful horse country in Somerset County. So talk a little bit about uh, about the tourism side. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and it's really cool for me to be involved in this because I, I've been a, a resident of Somerset County for 15 years. Um, honestly, by accident, uh, I was looking for a place to live in the middle of the state. So I like pointed and found this, you know, found a spot in, in Somerset. Um, we are in, we're interesting in that we're one of a few. And I, I think the total number is about six chambers in the entire state that have a tourism side to what they do. Uh, and it's all about live, play, work. You know, it, it's we want to get people to come live here, you know, build your family here, open your business here, use our restaurants, use our hotels, come to our parks. We have some of the most beautiful landscape in the entire state. Uh, you know, Duke Farm to the stables in Wachung, like you had mentioned, Kate. I'm not a horse rider myself, uh, but I can appreciate anybody who can. Uh, and I think that that's a real separation between us and other chambers is that we have that side and it really helps us attract other members. You know, if, if you're a realtor, this is a great place for you to be um, because I can rattle off statistics. You know, the average household income in Somerset County is 116000 a year. You know, I can tell, tell you our, our ethnic uh, background. You know, we're 60 percent white or we're 9 percent black. Um, so it, we have a lot of these data points. For anybody who's looking to do business with certain people or you're trying to support certain communities, we have them all here. So it makes our chamber a lot more attractive because they know that, you know, people are engaged, people are coming. Um, you know, we're not just about bringing in money to the partnership. It, it's about what can we provide you? How can we support the community? Um, we'll show up at Bridgewater Community Day. I, I, we'll spend a Saturday at um, uh, Bedminster's Community Day as well. So it, it just, we, we are in a unique position to be a conduit between business and the community, uh, and we're taking full advantage of it. So it's really cool. 
I was. How do you? No. no go ahead, Vinny. I've been dominating. <laughs> go for it. No, no, no. I, I was just gonna. I'm. I'm curious. How does the um? How do you facilitate encouraging tourism? Hmm. So it, it's a better question for for Melissa DeFries, who is our VP of tourism. Um, but I, I think what she would tell you is um, it's an important it's important that the partnership have tourism as a part of us because business and community operate like together. You know, as soon as I come out of my house, there's a business, and that business is providing a job to citizens, and those businesses are providing tax dollars back to the county. So. You know, I, I think from her perspective, you know, it's all about getting into the community and showing support and, and that we're here to support you. Having it a part of the partnership and part of the chamber is, is interesting because it really does kind of put our money where our mouth is as a county. That, you know, we want people, we want more than 365,000 residents here in Somerset County. We want to grow. Uh, we want to grow in the right ways. Um, and one of the right ways is that we are promoting who's here. And that's a lot of what tourism does. You know, we're a lot of times support, you know, supporting organizations that may not be even members of ours, but because of tourism, we'll do that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that she could probably give you a much better answer, but from my perspective, I, I, I see, I see the connection pretty clearly. I don't know if that answers your question though. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just wondering, you know, sometimes you go to the airport or like the, the train station and you see a big banner up that's like, you know, go to, and it, it's not even like a specific business. It'll be like, go to the Jersey Shore, have fun. You know, I was just wondering if that's like the sort of thing that you guys were doing, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so I'll give you a great example. We have a, a sip and see uh, campaign right now. We have about seven breweries uh, that are part of the county. And they need support. They, they need attention. You know, they need people to know that they're there. Uh, same thing on our parks. We've got Colonial Park that has a great, you know, splash pad, um, really nice picnic area by the, uh, by the river. Um, you know, we've got, you know, Duke Farms, which is like historical, you know. And I think it's very easy for people to miss what's here in Somerset. Um, there's a lot of attention on, you know, Middlesex and the, and, the, and the sciences. There's a lot of attention on the Meadowlands because of all the, the, the entertainment, you know, and that's great. That, that's great for them. It's great for Jersey. You know, for us in Somerset, we have a lot to offer. We have the whole pharmaceutical corridor right up and down 202 with, you know, companies like Roche Diagnostic or J&J or, um, uh, Sano, you know, Sanofi, you know, We've got amazing restaurants that, I, honestly, I don't even know that I need to leave the county to have a good meal or a good date night out with my wife. Just go to downtown Somerville. You'll find it, you know, or, or head over to, uh, you know, head over to Route 22 in Greenbrook and North Plainfield. Great restaurants there. Or the Greenhouse. Or the Greenhouse. Ooh, that's a good spot. I had so. the best <laughs> Pumpkin ravioli I've ever had. And you do not put those Ooh. flavors together. I would never think pumpkin ravioli, but they did it and it was unbelievable. Wow. Just wow. wow. Shout out Greenhouse. Ravioli's been yeah. around for <laughs> a long time. I think it's time to innovate, you know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. No, uh, I love, what, I love what we're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's so interesting because there, there are very, very few 
chambers that take the approach that you're taking with the community. So many chambers are B2B only, like they, they believe, and you know, for whatever reason, that's how they were founded or that's what the board is, is directing the, the staff to do. I love that you guys are really focused on not only the business, but making, making the, the world a nice place to live where you are so that the people who live there in those communities, like Summer, I was actually gonna shout out Somerville as well. Um, I, I sit on the board of a, of a not-for-profit and they have an office in Somerville. And so I go there every once in a while. I love that town. You guys are doing it. such great things in, in Somerset County. Yeah. And then like, that's a big testament to downtown Somerville. There's a whole organization that's there to support the efforts and attract people. Um, you know, I, I think that it works out to be a great partnership where we kind of at the county level are promoting all of these spaces and then organizations like downtown Somerville or the Basking Ridge Business Alliance, that they're there kind of boots on the ground with those local businesses. So, no, to your point, and again, this is coming from somebody who is part of the community. I've lived here for 15 years. It's really, really exciting to see what we're doing um, because I am a firm believer that high tides lift all boats. So as the partnership, if we're here supporting the businesses, we know that the community is being supported. Let's pull the two together uh, in every way we can so that we are continuing to evangelize why this is a great place to work, great place to live, raise your family, great schools. Um, it, it's, it, it's, we have a good mix here. We really do have a good, a good mix here. I love it. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. All right. I think on that note, we are going to take a quick break and then we will come back. And welcome back, and it is now time for our lightning round, which is new, but a uh, already a favorite. The lightning round today is brought to us by Gibbons LLP. Len, are you ready? <laughs> Let's do it. All right, here we go. Favorite pizza topping? Oh, pepperoni. Pepperoni, of course. But but like pepperoni that curves up on the edges like that. Yeah, sort of that's a little crispy. Oh, that's interestingingly specific. All right, yeah, uh, I think I'm fine. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, greatest TV show ever. Wait, wait, wait. Can, we, wait. can we just like well, before we move on from pepperoni? Yeah. But it's interesting. Um, you gotta you really gotta do it right if you're gonna do the curled pepperoni because the do. risk there is that it burns and when it burns, you know, it, it just makes that. Hundred uh, percent. But, but I'm gonna go ahead. First curly, first curled up pepperoni I've ever had was at Old World Pizza in downtown Princeton next to Hoagie Haven. Everybody, many people who know Princeton know Hoagie Haven. But right next to that was Old World brick oven pizza to die for. Oh, yeah. To die for. I was actually going to ask you, you know, since you're all about, you know, promoting Somerset County and the, the tourism and the restaurants, what would you say is the best place to get pizza in Somerset County? Oh, dude, you're or your really... Or doesn't have to be, you don't have to like... Choice question? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll answer, I'll answer. Um, the, the best pizza we have in our town where I live, and I live in Somerset, so this qualifies, um, uh, Bella Pizza, it's at 1075 Easton Avenue, Tower 2. Um, really, like not a, quite a hole in the wall place, but off the beaten path sort of thing, off of Easton Avenue That's and impressive. really, really good pizza. Just I, I have, you can beat it up, so yeah. 
I have to say it's very impressive because when I have a favorite restaurant, I don't share that that information. I want it to stay Yours. not crowded. <laughs> I've made that mistake and favorite places have closed. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. That's a yeah. good that's a good point. Uh, you've got the if I go to Bella, what am I ordering? What 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 are, what are they great at? Uh, I am pr- I'm pretty simple. So um uh thin crust pizza, plain ten inch pie. Um sometimes we'll get half sausage. I, I battle. We can't have two toppings because my kids have to have plain. So whatever we order, it's either half pepperoni, half plain, or half sausage and half plain, or there's yeah. no in between. <laughs> so but yeah, you really can't go wrong. Their mozzarella, their their dry rub wings are great. Their mozzarella sticks are great. Um, if you if you catch a theme of like seven year olds meals, that's pretty much all we can eat in our house. Because like, I'm not about to cook five meals. And he's not there yet, but he's getting there. Yeah, no, 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 no. we're there. Not necessarily seven-year-old meals, but you just know, like, I've got the five-year-old. Everything kind of revolves around what we have to do for her. So, yeah. That's right. I'm totally with you. Yeah. Totally with you. (laughs) All right. All right. Greatest TV show ever made. Ooh. Greatest TV show ever made. Mm, That's a tough one. Um, Honestly, I'm going to have to go with Modern Family. (gasps) Oh, Yeah. That's a bold choice, but I respect it and I like it. I like it because okay, so when I think of a TV show, I think of an hour-long drama. I don't think of the half-hour comedy. I kind of think of those as sort of throwaway popcorn at the end of the night when I'm not really, when I'm kind of tired. And one of the greatest shows that have ever been made are half-hour comedies. I'm just gonna name a few: Friends, Seinfeld, Frasier. You know, like yeah, yeah, I love Modern Family. I'm so. I, love I, I was a big Ed Helms fan. Um, you know, I, I caught him in the later years of Married with Children. Um, oh, I maybe Harris. wasn't. Yeah. Ed O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah. Ed O'Neill. God. Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill. from the office. I was like, yeah. wait a minute, was he in that? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is also another really, really another half an hour show that's a legendary comedy. Yeah. yeah. Right. And I think or that my thing is. Oh yeah. I think my thing is just comedy. Like I, we have such stressful lives and, you know, responsibilities at work, responsibilities at home that it, you know, it, when I dedicate time, I really want to laugh. I want to have yeah. a good time. And that was one thing Modern Family episode after episode was able to, to deliver. So hundred percent. Yeah. I still watch the reruns as I'm watching dishes. It's today. the show like, that I, it's the show that I watch last. So I, what I'm usually like watching multiple shows at a time, whatever show I watch, um, before bed, it's, it's always that show. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I also have to, I do the same thing. We fall asleep to the TV, but we always have to make sure that it's a family friendly show because my seven year old will come in in the middle of the night. So it can't be Freddy Freddy Krueger or something like that. So, I was going to say, it's a risky game. They could be playing Modern Family now, and then right after that, something else could come on. You know, you don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I look ahead. I, I'll, I'll scroll all the way to, like, 4 o'clock in the morning to see, you know, Modern Family, then Three's Company. Okay, we're good. It, it, yeah. it, it, that can pass. <laughs> that was surprisingly risque for its time, though, I have to say, Three's Company. It sure was. <laughs> a little before my time. I know of it, I you know, but I, I don't think I've ever seen an episode. So I don't know. Oh, yeah. A clip or two. It was something else. 
Is it worth something else? Yeah. I digress. I digress. Favorite movie? Oh, you know, um, I don't know that I would say it is my absolute. I have a very difficult time with movies because I, I just, I watch them and I enjoy them. And, and like, I have so many favorites. Draft Day with um, Kevin Costner. That was it. Now, this is like the guy's sports yeah, I don't know it at all, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I'm not, not even going to say that just because you're not a guy that you don't know that movie. Oh, that's a good one. You know, it, it's like a sports fan sort of thing. I really appreciated just the way he acted in that movie. Um, I'm kind of partial to the Cleveland Browns because my cousin is, is working at the Cleveland Clinic. Um, a very, very close second would be... I was just going to say, while you're thinking of that, Kevin Costner is an underrated treasure, you know, Tom Welling too, you know, since he was in that as well, but like, you know, they, they both really like they're, they're, I'm going to say Kevin Costner more than Tom Welling is a legend and, you know, he, he just doesn't get like the kind of roles you would think he would. Absolutely. I mean, I'm a huge, huge fan of Tom Hanks, like anything that Tom Hanks put his hand, puts his hands on, like Road to Perdition you know, Da Vinci Code, like all of the ones in that little series that he did. I was just going to say, you probably just named like two of Tom Hanks's like lesser films. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. We're not going right. right to the top with like Forrest Gump. So, or... This is before your right. time as well, Vinny, but even Bosom Buddies, like way oh, back in the day, Bosom <laughs> Buddies was a solid 30 minute comedy. Like it was hilarious. Yes. Never even heard of that. That one, that one ran right after. Uh, remember Perfect Strangers? Oh, oh my God! Of course, our Balky. So of happy course. Balky, Bar, 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 Bartolomus, Bartolomus. I don't know Bartolomus. I don't even know. Balky. Oh, yeah. oh, I can still uh, hear the theme song. Yeah, totally the theme song. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. What's the most daring thing you've ever done? Okay. Um. Daring, yeah, daring thing I did was um, do the London Eye. I, okay. Yeah, the London yeah. Eye. The, it's the like London a, Eye. Uh, it's like a Ferris wheel, but it's kind of not shaped that way, and it spins around, and you can see all of London. Oh, okay. Meanwhile, I'm you deathly. You're really comfortable with heights, is what you're saying. I am <laughs> deathly afraid of heights, which oh. is what makes that kind of daring for me. Okay, um, that's fair. I'm not. You know, I'm a two feet solidly on the ground type guy. So to put me suspended in air 100 to 200 feet up, I, I just, yeah, I, I break down. Yeah, that's scary. <laughs> All right. Favorite restaurant in New Jersey? Mm. There's another opportunity for you to call out a, a Somerset business, but doesn't have to be. Doesn't have well, to be. Well, if, if, if that's open, I'll tell you one out of county and one in county. My out of county is uh, Fisherman's. Um, uh, oh, geez, it's called Fisherman's Port Fisherman. Fisherman's something. It's in South Amboy. Oh, it's gonna kill me. Hang on. Fisherman. Gotta love technology. Uh, uh, South River. It's in South River, Middlesex County. Portuguese Fisherman. If you want a great three-hour meal with sangria, full pitcher, amazing meal. Just absolutely out of this world. Small, unassuming place. 
middle of an industrial complex, basically, in South River. Awesome food. Never heard um, of it. This is awesome. In, in county, that's that's tough, but tapestry in Somerville. Tapestry okay. in Somerville has uh has a um a uh truffle truffle oil pizza mm. and truffle oil fries. You that are just, oil. Yeah, really, really, really good. <laughs> I think we need to have lunch sometime soon, Lynn. We've been talking about having lunch for a while. So the I next know. time you have a board meeting at your nonprofit there, come on up. My treat. All right. The next question is, do you have kids? And I feel like through this conversation, we, we know you have kids. What are their ages? Um, so I've got Eva uh, Evangelina is her, is her full name, uh, age 10. And then Jovi is seven. So you, you probably see him behind me. That's oh, Eva. Yeah, sure. That's Jovi. Um, nice. That's they are my hell on wheels <laughs> of my life <laughs> ride or die ride or die somebody should have warned me type kids yeah, you know? right. that's awesome that's yeah. awesome okay uh yankees mets or phillies uh yankees no doubt bronze bomber guy for for years definitely very cool farthest from new jersey you've ever been Ooh, monte carlo Monaco. Yeah, Monaco. Um, I made a, a President's Club trip and we stayed uh, in a in the, the Fairmount Hotel, like right at that curve. Yeah. In the Grand Prix. Uh, it was decades ago, it feels like now. But yeah, that was probably the furthest away from the U.S. I've ever traveled. That's Let's so say cool. pre-kids, did you travel a lot? Because you mentioned London before, so. Yeah, London was 2005. Monaco was Oh seven, um, yeah. Um, public service announcement: Do your traveling before kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> really. I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't even. Like, I just knew. I was like, before you had the kids, you know. <laughs> you just assumed it, but you were very right. <laughs> yeah, because kids, kids are expensive, you know. So you gotta prioritize. It's not even just that. It's like, you know, you got to go to the places that would work for them, you know, because you don't want to be somewhere gorgeous, you know, and then have them like complaining the whole time. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah you got it. <laughs> well, and our, our biggest thing was, so we used to travel to St. Martin a lot. Great place, beautiful beaches, just pristine. Um, but there's not a lot of kid-friendly hotels that you can stay in. So we were renting a house with another couple you know, and it was one of those where, like, you know, the floor was here and there was this one little step up. So kids would trip over it. And um, there was an infinity pool in the back. And you can imagine me or my wife just completely out of our skin trying to keep the, you know, keep our daughter away from the edge. So you're right. It, it's it's tough traveling and being mindful of the kids and their safety and what they're going to eat and all that all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The what they're going to eat is the thing that I think would be the hardest, to be honest, because you always got to have a snack nearby. And once you run out of the snacks that you've packed, where do you get goldfish when you're in, I don't even know. <laughs> really, you got you to find some equivalent that, that can work for them or, or just hope that you're in a populated area where there's a McDonald's yeah. and I can get a happy meal or something for them. But yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Okay. Um, morning person or night owl? Ooh, that depends on the week. Um, <laughs> it really does. 
because as you know, in the chamber world, like we could have early events that start at, you know, 8.30, late events. I'm going to one, uh, you know, this afternoon at six o'clock um, to support a member who's got a grand opening. So I, if you at, like, if I had my preference, I'm very much a morning person. I'm part of the 5 a.m. club. So I'll get up, I'll work out uh, if I have energy. <laughs> so that's really my, that's my working yeah. hour. I, I want to come up with a word like something like ambidextrous, but for morning and night. <laughs> I've never heard of anybody that can be both, but yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I. I'm not saying I, Vinny. I'm not saying I do it well uh, of of doing either one, but uh, yeah, I have a preference. You know, my life dictates really what I have to be on that particular day. Unfortunately, so you just you roll with it. <laughs> sure. Fair enough. All right. Uh, favorite guilty pleasure movie, TV show, band. Mm, favorite guilty pleasure. Um, I am a golfer. Um, I don't know if that's guilt. I should feel guilty about that's that. That's the most combat answer I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah. <laughs> that's what like John Q. Driveway is uh, yeah. telling us the biggest secret. Go, pretty much. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. It's sort of like, you know, if, if you're like really into the Spice Girls underneath the table. <laughs> that, that so, yeah, I, I, I'm a Coldplay fan. Apparently, they're not wise. That'll do it. That'll do it. So, yeah, or Nickelback. You know, That'll do it. I'm a huge Coldplay fan. I love their music. Um, not I apologizing. I actually count on my, like, one hand of the number of concerts I've been to. And Coldplay happens to be one of them, so oh. I, I won't I won't judge too hard, but yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the best concerts I'd ever went to with them uh, was at Barclay Center, and it's just so cool when you like watching their concert on TV is actually a, a pretty cool experience, and it makes you want to be in the room when they do perform because they yeah. give you these bracelets. Yeah. And the bracelets light up to the music and it yeah. just makes you feel like you're in it. It's so cool. Oh, wow. That's really awesome. Cool. You should go. Yeah. Definitely catch them before they stop touring. <laughs> All right. Last question. How many cats is too many cats? And there is a right answer to this question. How many cats is too many cats? Yeah. <laughs> like if you were going to own cats, how many cats is too many cats? Keeping in right. mind that you can't really own a friend. Vinny. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you don't own a cat. You just have cats that are around that you feed. Is that is, is, that, that, is that how your life works, Kate? Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> this is an interesting question. Equal say in what goes on in the household. You know. <laughs> you know, like some people would say one cat is too many, and so what yeah. is your answer to that question? That would be my answer because. Yeah. What, interesting is that my my kids right now are lobbying for a pet uh -huh. and so one really wants a dog one really wants a cat my wife and i are split we could kind of go either way i don't really care um I, I i'm i'm partial to a dog because they're just lovable and cute and all that fun stuff and i just don't want to walk them and clean up after it so you know there's that responsibility piece that comes in the cat is very intriguing because I don't have to do much, but then they leave hair all over the place. And I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't not know. a good reason not to, you know, <laughs> I know. It's kind of funny. Like every, every time we've asked this question of somebody, everybody's like one cat is too many cats. <laughs> Kate is the only person who's like, no, we should have cats. 
Uh, I, I don't um, know. I don't know. I, uh, I was going through some stuff that my daughter had done, like, you know, like artwork and like homework from daycare and everything. And around St. Patrick's Day, she filled out like a thing. It, it was like a cute little form that you call her in. And the question on the form was, if I had a pot of gold, I would buy. And then there was a line. And in that line, she wrote cat. And I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm totally. We might get there. We might get there, but for now, you know, one. Just case. don't, don't ever pay her an allowance, and and when she starts to ask, be like, they're kidding. The kids at school, they're making that up. But an allowance doesn't really exist. You have to actually go get a job, and you're not old enough to work <laughs> in the state. How much money does that cost that you could buy it on a kid's allowance? <laughs> yeah, that's like, well, straight. I'm just thinking like, um, like you know how some, I don't know, I grew up in the country, so everybody always had like a barn cat that had a litter. And so you could like, people were always trying to give away cats. Yeah, yeah. you notice that like, okay, like if you wanted a dog, a dog can like on the high end can be like two, three, four thousand dollars on the low end. You still have to pay money to like adopt a dog. Yeah. Cats, people are like, please, please take this cat. Like, I have like That's nine right. of them. Oh, I gotta get rid of that. Oh my gosh. The apartment complex that, so like off of Eastern Avenue, we, we live behind an apartment complex. So we have to drive through this complex to get to our house. And I'm not saying that we have like, you know, a kitty litter, you know, like a, a whole full, you know, complement of cats, but I do see from time to time, cats just roaming around. And I look at my wife and I'm like, that's the same cat that was looking at us through the window of this place. <laughs> Do they just let him out? Like, is it gonna go back? I, I don't know. I, my wife is very much like you, Kate. She grew up on a farm. So, you know, she's used to cats being around and them being useful because they would kill like the field mice or, you know, so they, they served a purpose. Um, I'm like, look, honey, we don't live on a farm now, so there's no real, <laughs> like, there's no real need for it. But this is reality. <laughs> we yeah, <laughs> yeah, we we live in you know the more populated part of Somerset County, so we sure. don't really need it. But <laughs> sure. all right, well, that was the lightning round, which today was brought to us by Gibbons LLP. Thank you so much. Shout out to Gibbons. And Len, is there anything coming up that you would like to promote? Oh, yeah. We are always doing events. Again, 130 events a year. We've got two really great ones coming up. Um, October 6th is our diversity and, uh, and inclusion event. We've got some great panelists that are coming from Sanofi, AT&T, Fulton Bank, uh, small HR consulting firms. We're going to be talking about how uh, D&I can be more a part of a business's strategy. So that's going to be a really great session and then our annual meeting is coming up. That's our largest event of the year. We're gonna stuff 400 people into the palace at Somerset Park on Davidson Ave in Franklin Township. Um, we're gonna be honoring the outgoing CEO of Robert Wood Johnson uh, University Hospital, Tony Kava, who is just an amazing human. And then we're also gonna be honoring uh, Main Gear and Iron Peak Sports for economic vitality of the year. So really, really good event. Um, we hope you guys check it out. That is fantastic. You mentioned Sorry. an address for the, the the annual meeting. Is the diversity and inclusion event in person or is that online or, or how can people attend that? 
Yeah, that's going to be DNI uh, is going to be in person as well at the Delta by Marriott, which is also in Somerset. Um, really cool hotels, a really cool hotel in the Delta, uh, and then also a really great uh, banquet hall at the Palace at Somerset. Um, you know, I, I've gone to a number of weddings at the Palace at Somerset Park, and amazing food from the appetizers all the way through to the to the main uh, meal. So for sure, I'm just excited yeah, that we've we're been there. You've been we there, okay. Oh, yeah. Was Love it the public place. policy forum we used to do there? Were there were a bunch of events we've done. We've the done the ELC dinner there. We did Women Business Leaders Forum there. And we've done public policy forum there as well, I believe. Yeah. A lot right. of stuff. I mean, they do such great work. They do great work. It's easy to get to right off of 287, yes. exit 10. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're, to your point, they're super accommodating. Uh, I can't talk up both of these partners anymore. So we're, we're just happy to have great spaces to hold these events. Agreed. You want to give a web address where people could go to register? Like, Yeah, very cool. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, www.scbp.org. Hover over events. Either click on chamber events or our signature events. Uh, these two events uh, that are signature events are, are two of five that we run throughout the year. So, uh, again, scbp.org. Hover over events and pick any number of them that you want uh, to learn more about. All right, I got one last stumper for you. It's not quite as hard as the most daring thing you've ever done, but how can people get a hold of you if they want to? Oh, yeah, they can email me or call anytime. L-H-A-R-R-I-S, so L-Harris at scbp.org. Um, I'll throw my office line out there is 908-218-4300, extension 23. Uh, I'm active on social media, so LinkedIn, Facebook, find me, link with me, let's talk, uh, let's see how we can help you here at, at Somerset. Uh, we just want more people, more people involved, so we're, we're excited to talk with you. Awesome. I love it. And uh, just one teaser, we're actually going to be doing an event together and and the Somerset County Business Partnership. We're doing a holiday hobnob. To celebrate the holidays on December 1st, more info will be available on our websites as we have it, but uh, make a mental note. And that is our show. Thank you to our listeners, especially the subscribers. We so appreciate the support. Thank you to the New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They are the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out if you need updated coverage. And finally, a gigantic thank you to Lynn Harris with the Somerset County Business Partnership for joining us today. This has been such a treat. Thank you, my friend. Oh, yeah, same here. I love love your show. I love what you're doing for your membership with this show. It's, it's something to be envious of. Um, I, I can't tell you how valuable it is that you're giving members a platform to talk about themselves and talk about the great work that they do. Uh, it's a real testament to your work. So thank you both for doing this. Oh, you're thank so you. sweet. This is why we're friends. Oh man, please. <laughs> that, that's the easy. <laughs> easy to talk about good people when they're good people, you know? So, totally yeah. agree. Totally agree. All right. Well, we will see you all next time. Bye.